Well, hello. Welcome to our Wednesday night Bible study survey. We're looking at a life that's connected with Christ. And tonight we're going to look at a life of persecution. The point of our study tonight is that living like Jesus means being treated like he was. You know, there's so many questions that related to the Christian life that fall into things that are so trivial. What's your favorite version of the Bible? Can I be a better participant? If church has a meal at the end of the service, is it called dinner or potluck or fellowship? But there are really other questions about our walk with the Lord that carry a lot of weight. Am I prepared to suffer well? Am I ready to be hated for Jesus' sake? Suffering may not be a common topic of conversation, but suffering for the sake of the Lord, being persecuted because we follow Him, is something He told us that we should expect. In John 15 and 16, the Lord warned us to prepare to suffer along with other believers. He wanted us to help, uh, help us understand that living connected to Him means we will be mistreated like he was mistreated. But we can endure the hard times because he's with it, and folks, he's worth it. We're in John chapter 15, beginning in verse 18. If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of this world, the world would love his own. But because you're not of this world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the word I said unto you, the servant is no greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they have kept my sayings, they will keep yours also. But all these things will they do unto you for my name's sake, because they know not him that sent me. Folks, that's a difficult passage to read, isn't it? It's difficult because reading that the world hates the followers of Jesus is scary for those of us who follow the Lord. But you know what? It's also beautiful and logical. It's beautiful because it reminds us that we have been loved and called by our Savior out of this hostile, fallen world into a life everlasting. Jesus' words are also logical. People have been brought into the kingdom and still that we live in the earthly realm. Therefore, they're going to see we, we're going to seem weird and wrong and out of place to the people of this world. Our hearts, our minds, our values, our priorities are far, foreign to those who are not followers of the Lord Jesus. But we're still here. We're sticking it out, standing out because we've, cho we've chosen not to live like the world. Verse 20 says, we, we are servants of the Lord. Remember, he said, the word that I said unto you, the servant is no greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will persecute you too. If they have kept my sayings, they will keep yours also. You know, throughout this study, we've seen how our Lord wants us to live and to love and to obey as we're connected with him. But his ways are not the ways of this unbelieving world. His ways appear strange to the rest of the world. Folks, Christianity is supposed to be strange to the rest of the world. Following Jesus is supposed to look different 
and conflict, even hatred, is the inevitable result. What we believe and what the world believes don't always line up. And when we are like him, <clears throat> we're not only like so many others in the world. We're aliens. We're strangers. We're foreigners. We're hostiles. Because we're not of this world. Peter said, Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts which war against your soul, having your conversation honest among the Gentiles, that whereas they speak against you as evildoers, they may be by your good works, <clears throat> which they shall behold, glorify God in the day of visitation. The culture around us says, we don't want to take this Jesus stuff anymore. The thinking of the kingdom of heaven is too foreign and too offensive to lots of people. So that the followers of Jesus are persecuted, just like the Lord was persecuted. As Jesus said, if they persecuted me, they'll persecute you. When we bear the name of Jesus, and we live like the Lord Jesus, persecution is sure to come. Now listen to verse 22. If I had not come and spoken unto them, they had not sinned. But now that they had no cloak for their sin, he that hated me hated my father also. If it had not been done among them the works which other, no other man did, they had not sinned. But now have they both seen and hated both me and my father. But this comes to pass, that the word might be fulfilled that is written in the law, they hated me without a cause. Folks, what Jesus is saying here is no one is without excuse. Even those without the gospel witness have a general revelation of the nature to point to God. We see that in Romans chapter 1, verse 18. The heavens declare the glory of God. Here, Jesus is talking about those who clearly had no excuse because they saw and they heard Jesus, the Son of God. They witnessed the best thing that could have ever happened to them, Jesus himself. Tragically, they rejected that which they needed the most, having witnessed what they needed most and rejected it, they remained in their sin. The people saw Jesus serve with extravagance. They saw him teach brilliantly and passionately. He healed freely and lovingly. He ushered in a new kingdom of repentance, showing them that he was the answer to their deepest need. The people saw this and they violently opposed him. For many, the truth was revealed, but hatefully, they rejected it. Folks, it's still happening today, and it's getting worse. We hate to hear it, but it's the reality of two worlds, two kingdoms coming into conflict. The world continues to reject Jesus despite the beautiful truth that he's revealed. Now, John chapter 16, one of the very favorite passages of Scripture of mine. Jesus said, These things have I spoken unto you, that you not be offended. They shall put you out of the synagogues. Yea, time will come that whosoever kills you will think that he's done God a service. And the things which they do unto me, because they have not known the Father nor me. But these things have I told you, that when the time shall come, you will remember that I told you of them. Those who hate Jesus also hate 
his followers. And they don't just express their hate in their emotions, they also display it in their actions. We shouldn't be shocked. We've got to be prepared, folks. Such persecution may be mild. He said, they shall put you out of the synagogues. That's pretty timid. Or it can be extreme. The time will come when whosoever killeth you will think he's done God service. All the disciples who heard, first heard Jesus speak these words were killed for following Jesus, except for the Apostle John who died on the Isle of Patmos. And they weren't the only ones. The early church experienced periods of persecution and martyrdom. For 2,000 years, men and women all over the world have suffered and died because they were following the Lord Jesus. Folks, Jesus wants his followers to be well aware of what can happen. He said, these things I've spoken to you that you should not be offended. I hope you hear some encouragement in that. Jesus knows that none of this will ever catch him by surprise. He's still God, and he's still in control, and persecution may come, but we're not alone, and persecution is not the last chapter. Let your heart be comforted. Jesus knows his people are victorious forever in him. And he spoke matter-of-factly about hatred that will certainly come to us, but we can rest confidently in him because we've already won the battle. It's wonderful because Jesus concludes his teachings with this truth. These things have I spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. Folks, suffering may not be at the top of our list of things that we want to talk about as Christians, but it's a reality. We have fellow Christians around the world today suffering without stumbling. So let's pray that God helps us remember his worthiness to rest in his love and rejoice that he will help us overcome. Amen? Well, that ends our summary for this evening. But you know what? Sunday's coming. We're looking for a great day in the Lord. We're going to be celebrating communion. We trust we'll see you there. Folks, God is good all the time. See you in church.